Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner of SandySpiel.com, and with me today, as always, is my producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, how are you doing this lovely July afternoon? I am doing well, Kyle. And yourself today? I am I am doing well. It is July 6th. We are two days past the 4th of July. Did you do anything fun to celebrate, Ramin? I was out at the uh, Peachtree Road Race for a little bit, watching the runners go by. That was fun. Did you, Kyle? Uh, not Not too much. Kind of kept to myself, enjoyed myself, tried to go to a baseball game, but it got rained out. But I don't think anyone's tuning into the podcast to listen to our 4th of July failures. I think they want to listen to a special transfer episode. And boy, oh boy, it's a GHSA, so you know there's a ton of transfers to talk about. We've been hinting at this one for a while, and I think we finally got around to doing it. And I guess we'll jump right in, start off at Class 7A. A couple of guys into and out of Pebble Brook. First, uh, I guess the out of will go with junior Jared Jones. What do you have on him, Kyle? Jared Jones, uh, he played at Pebble Brook last year. Uh, he got hurt at the end of the season. That kind of played a pretty big factor into why Pebble Brook kind of fizzled out, lost in the Elite Eight. I believe it was Norcross who really pounded them. But uh, Jared Jones, he's going to McEachern, part of that AOT pipeline. AOT has a lot of good players. Isaac Okoro, Sharif Cooper, all those guys all play together. And you could kind of potentially connect the dots before it happened when you see a guy playing with a bunch of kids that play at a specific high school. Uh, It shouldn't come to any surprise if that kid actually does end up transferring and wants to play with these guys that he plays with year-round. Uh, during the AAU season and wants to make that a year-round move and play with them in high school. So he's heading to McEachern. Uh, He'll be a good fit. He's a talented forward, uh, can face up a little bit. Uh, He was last year at the beginning of the season. I felt like he was trying to find his role over at Pebble Brook. Uh, Colin Sexton's over there, high-scoring guards, a lot of guys, Elias Harden. So he was trying to find his footing over there. he needs to get a little more physical, a little tougher. He was only a sophomore last year, so that's that's to be expected. But once he gets tougher inside, uh, I know he has the offensive skill set to really get the job done. And you hinted on someone that is uh, incoming to Pebble Brook after Jared Jones is leaving Pebble Brook, and it's one of those guards that always finds a way in George Washington's system. Colin Sexton, uh, Jared Harper, you go back a couple years Always high-scoring guards, and Grant Howard is moving from Alexander to Pebblebrook. 6-3 combo guard, had a really good start to the summer ball circuit on the uh, Adidas circuit. Uh, I think he's playing with Game Elite. Got off to a really good start, and then after that, he did not really play too well. Looking at the stats, he might have had just one other game where he was in double figures, he I think he shot something crazy, like under 20% if you take out that first game. But he's a guy that can score very well at the high school level, was a leading scorer for Alexander, and now he's going to Pebblebrook in a free-flowing offense. I uh, expect him to put up some pretty good numbers playing alongside Dwight Murray, who should still be over there, and the rest of that, that backcourt. So uh, Grant Howard, a guy that should see an uptick in his recruitment, hopefully – 
for his sake, playing at uh, Pebblebrook, who's going to be playing a lot of big-name schools and everything like that. So a guy that's wired to score, but he's going to have to uh, try and mold himself to become more of a point guard, a better decision-maker, and a passer, not just a scorer. A trio of 7A lateral transfers, all from Parkview to Shiloh, uh, brothers Justin and Truett Spencer, and would you dub Class 7A Freshman of the Year, Tonari Lane, are all going to be going to Shiloh. And on the surface of this, you've got three guys going from one school to another at the same time. This looks a bit like a blatant uh, move to help Shiloh improve. It's going to give them a bit of versatility and agility out on the wings. I think it's really going to help their backcourt depth. Uh, the Spencer kids, um, they, they've played some pretty nice roles over there at Parkview. Parkview, it's kind of sad to see them break things up. Uh, after it was a young group coming back that didn't quite reach what they wanted to reach last year, but still all those kids were young. And I think it was going to come into fruition this year and next year especially. But the Spencers are going to the Shiloh backcourt. Shiloh has always been a very tough place to uh, play good defense at. They always play great defense is what I'm trying to say. But they've come across uh, sometimes having a hard time to score the ball. And you, you put the Spencers in that backcourt. should really help lift their scoring uh, opportunities. And then Tonari Lane is definitely the centerpiece. Like you said, Class 7A, freshman of the year. Uh, he is a, a big-time player. He averaged close to a double-double as a freshman last year. He's going to have some high major offers uh, sooner rather than later. He's a very good player. And that's someone that's going to be a cornerstone for that offense moving forward, someone that they can throw the ball to and know he can get them a bucket. So Tanari Lane, is he's really going to help Shiloh in the short term and the long term just with his ability to play defense, score the ball, rebound, do a multitude of things. And Shiloh coming off of a, a disappointing 16-13 and 13 year, uh, I think the sky's the limit in these next coming seasons with Tanari Lane there. Junior Daniel Ramsey's moving from Deerfield, Windsor to Norcross, another uh, big-name program here in 7A. Yeah, he was hidden in the GSA, which a lot of great players are hidden in the GSA, but once you get them exposed and putting them in the GHSA, you really get to see what you have there. And He's been playing a lot of good competition, played on that game elite team that broke off to the Georgia Stars and back and forth, back and forth, but... Very athletic, six foot eight, averaged 16 points and 10 rebounds in the GSA. Now he's going into a, a, a great coaching staff over at Norcross with Coach Jesse McMillan. Pretty much everybody on that staff has a great knowledge of the game. Either I saw they have some, some personal trainers on that staff, some other guys that are AAU coaches. So you're just going to have great year round coaching over there, and they could really polish his game. Um, he's pretty versatile. They might try and see him developing his skill set into a Rayshon Hammonds type, but right now I, I like him as more of that uh, that Lance Thomas shot blocker that can develop a nice mid-range and outside game with due time. But he's definitely very athletic, a great piece to build around and to really polish his game. He should be the next uh, great big man in line at Norcross. Another junior Khalil Shahid, a 6'2", 200-pounder, and he's moving out of a talent-saturated market from Wheeler to Kennesaw Mountain. I have not seen him play, but I have heard really great things about him over the summer. He's a very physical guard. He can get his shot off when he wants to. And you pair him at Kennesaw Mountain with Jalen McCrary, who was also part of that Wheeler move-in, move-out situation. He was ineligible to play last year. And he's a, a another 2019 guy who's, I think, Jalen McCreary. He's going to be a stud. He's going to end up being 
mid-major at the very lowest. I think he has high major ceiling. Uh, you pair those two guys together, and they got some other good guards coming back. I really do like Kennesaw Mountain to make some noise, and I mean, not necessarily challenge McEachern for that region title, but they're really going to push them in a couple games. I think if Jalen gets hot and uh, Saheed does his thing as well, and they, like I mentioned, they got some other good guards still there. I really do like Kennesaw Mountain to try and rise up and grab that two seed in that 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 region that has really been dominated by McEachern lately. Southwest DeKalb has been pilfered with a, a string of 2018, class of 2018 grads moving out of there. Four of them, we're going to touch on Mandarius Dickerson, who goes to Collins Hill after leading Southwest DeKalb in scoring in 2017. Yeah, that's a, a, a interesting move with all these guys, you know, jumping ship from Southwest DeKalb. A very proud program, a very good program. Had a bit of a down year, but they were very young last year. But Mandarius Dickerson... Going to Collins Hill, the connection there, he was playing with Georgia Heat Check. Jerome Weaver is a very good coach over there, and he has had ties in the past to Collins Hill. So I guess it makes sense that he would be going there if anywhere. Um, he's, he had a really good summer with Georgia Heat Check. He's been playing very well, uh, a guy that's improved his game and become more of an uh, offensive threat instead of just shooting threes and you know, he gets to the basket now. He does a lot of good things. And defensively, I think he can he can really play. He averaged, what, 14 points per game, 4.2 rebounds, 2.9 assists, and 1.8 steals. And Colin Seale, who's uh, expected to go through a bit of a rebuild, kind of. They lost a, a lot of good pieces. I know Ty Baumgartner's always going to have those boys coached up very well. And I'm not saying they're going to fall off the face of the earth. They're still going to be a team that should be able to push 20 wins. But uh, putting Dickerson in there, uh, he's going to be a really nice option, and you're going to play him alongside Justin Lee, who can spread the floor, Chris Parks, who's still inside. Still a lot of good pieces there that Coach Baumgartner should be able to mash together, and I think Collins Hill is still going to be a very good competitive team that's going to be a tough out come state playoff time. Moving down to 6A, uh, junior Cameron Armstrong is moving from Alexander to South Paulding in a guy who's helping South Paulding rebuild a bit after a large graduating class in 2017. Uh, Region 5 shifting over, so that's two tough guards that Alexander's losing. Tough for Coach Slate, but uh, South Paulding's going get, to get a go-to guy. I heard he's been playing pretty well this summer. He's been battling a couple dinged-up injuries here and there, but Armstrong's going to have to step up and be asked to score the ball. He scored pretty well in spurts last year. For Alexander, he's got a high arcing three-point shot. He can get really hot from deep. Uh, he's been playing with Team Forest uh, over the summer these past two years, but I heard he might be switching over to the Georgia Bulls to finish out this summer, and that would be a, a really good experience for him to be playing with some uh, some really good players over in this Augusta area, like Ryan Jolly, Kalen Williams, all those guys. So that would be a good opportunity for him. But he's a guy who's uh, pretty good off the bounce, can get into the lane, but if you leave him open from the three-point line, he can definitely burn you. And Gil Davis, I'm sure they'll, they'll run some sets to get the most out of his talent. So Cameron Armstrong coming over to South Paulding, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to score the ball and really try and be the face of this South Paulding team that's going to have to challenge him to play defense every single possession because South Paulding's known for their defense. But if he can lock in and move his feet on defense, we know he can score the ball pretty well. Another... Uh... 
shifting of a trio of players, Isaiah Scott, Simon Steele, and Kalen Weekly, all going from first Presbyterian Christian to Bradwell. Yeah, those three, they won a state championship, I believe it was in the GISA, two years ago. Now they're over at Bradwell Institute. Isaiah Scott, he's been a pretty good player over there. He can score the ball very well. Now he gets to test his uh, test his medal against a GHSA, which is we all know is a step up. And all those guys have been playing together with the Coastal Crew Rebels, uh, that Steele and Scott together. And they're going to be joining Javante LeCount, who averaged 12 points a game as a sophomore, who was already at Bradwell Institute. So they get to join him. And uh, that's going to be a pretty good backcourt. They should be a pretty plucky group. They started the season pretty well last year, started 5-1, and one, and then kind of fell flat at 11-12. and 12. But with those guys uh, in the mix that can score the ball and know how to win games, that's going to help out a lot. Isaiah Scott is a, a wiry wing. Uh, best at getting to the basket, but he can stretch the defense from the three-point line. And Kalen Weekly, uh, he told me personally that he was going to be moving to Bradwell Institute. Then someone tried to dispute it on Twitter. I don't know where it stands right now, but from right from right where I'm standing, from what the horse told me, he told me that he's going to Bradwell Institute. And if he's going there, he's going to be a definite game changer. He played with the Middle Georgia Raptors, and he stood out in a big way at the Norman Parker Showcase. Turned a lot of heads. You just look at his build, 6'3", 180. A physical specimen at the point guard position has great size. Uh, he can grab rebounds, ignite fast breaks. Uh, he is a downhill attacker at the rim, definitely. He plays with a chip on his shoulder, very competitive. Uh, he can hit the three ball as well, but he is at his best just overpowering uh, defenders and getting to the rim. And, I mean, you put him in that backcourt with some familiar faces – I really like Bradwell Institute to make the state playoffs this year. Now we'll see how far they go and what seed they get. There's some uh, a lot of uh, turnover in that coastal Georgia region. I think they're in there with the Brunswicks of the world and um, teams like that, Glen Academy, all those teams. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they fit in. But if Kalen Weekly is running the point guard position, he's got Scott there on the wing and Javante Count and then Simon Steele, who's going to provide ball handling and depth. I really do like that team. It's kind of being a dark horse to make some noise and rack up some wins on the coast. And a player we both saw, a Georgia Tech team camp from uh, Chicago, Illinois, to Dr. Triaga's Dekula team, Quincy Adamakoya. Quincy Adamakoya, he is over at Dekula now, like you mentioned, six foot six wing. Only going into his sophomore season, he holds a DePaul offer. I didn't see him at his best when I watched him play. It was one of those feeling out processes. Once he gets more comfortable in Coach uh, Triaga's system, I expect him to really flourish over there. A, a nice versatile piece on the wing that he can really throw out there and try and negate Gainesville's size with those roster twins at six 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 seven, who are always uh, trapping around, playing that pressure defense, full-court press that really crushed a lot of teams last year but you throw him into the mix but the the next big domino that fell was brendan tucker a junior who's been the leading scorer at archer pretty much his entire high school career that's a kid that's starting to pick up some division one interest some offers uh plays with game elite he is an electric guard six two very quick first step uh he can be a playmaker at times. He just has to make sure he gets everybody involved. And he's not going to have to have that burden on his shoulders to score the ball nonstop now. Uh, over at at Archer, he was a very good scorer. 
a guy that could get buckets when he needed to, averaged 14.2 points per game, 3.2 assists, 1.7 steals a night. And now you add him to Mikhail Bethea, and then you have the most improved player in Class 6A, Arusha Hunter, and then Reggie Horton. Uh, a, a lot of good pieces. I think they might end up having one of the best backcourts in Class 6A. Uh, very talented, very complete. Uh, Bethea, a true point guard, is going to get people the ball in the right spots. Tucker is a point guard, but kind of has more of a combo guard mindset, wanting to score the ball. So that'll be nice for him to be able to play off the ball. And then you, you factor in Quincy, Adam McCoy, like you mentioned. Uh, that's a very versatile, versatile team right there. And Shane Buckingham still going to be anchoring the inside of the paint. 6'5", football quarterback. Might be moving him to tight end or other positions on the field. But he is definitely a rebounder and a physical presence. So I'm, I'm pretty high on Dakula right now. If you can't, can't tell from what I'm trying to say over here. But I really do like Dakula to open up pretty highly in the, uh, the top 10 and really make some noise this year. The defending Class 6A champions, Langston Hughes, get some help in the form of Malachi Rhodes, the uh, junior 6'7". Yes, he comes over from ELCA. Uh, ELCA was looking to build off a, uh, I believe they won 20 games this past year in Class A private. But now their big man transfers over to Langston Hughes where he'll be playing football. I think he's going to be a quarterback over there. Uh, I haven't seen him play. But I hear Rhodes is a very bouncy guy, 6'7", average over 14 points a night, probably close to 10 rebounds a game. And uh, you pair him with uh, Jalen McClooney and some other uh, young big men that helped uh, Langston Hughes win a state title last year. That's going to be very nice. And obviously, the lead dog still over at Langston Hughes is Landers Noli. Uh, prolific score, average about 25 points per game, really showed out on the big stage and won a state championship. He's going to have the offense run through him, but now it's going to be nice. You have a uh, an elite, springy big man with high upside inside. You have another year to, to work with him. So Langston Hughes, they're going to they're gonna try and defend that title. They kind of came out of nowhere, considering how they, they lost a couple people throughout the season and they weren't able to grab that number one seed, but Langston Hughes is a real deal, and they're going to be tough to handle coming up in Class 6A yet again. Another move of duos, this time down in 5A, Athens Christian, a 1A private team who was poised to have a good year, took a huge hit when sophomores Quincy Canty and Tyler Johnson both transferred to Cedar Shoals. Yeah, that is a, a brutal blow for Athens Christian. I've been saying this for, I don't know, a month or two now, ever since I found out. Those are their stalwarts. Those are those guys. Those were the the players that were really going to take them to the promised land or take them deep over the next few years. But now going into their sophomore seasons, Quincy Canty was a double-double machine for Athens Christian. Now he's just going to come on over and help reload for Cedar Shoals, who lost in that state championship game. Uh, Canty, physical, has some good bounce to him. Maybe if they could squeeze another inch or two out of him, that'd be great for him. But he's a very good player. He's been playing with the Georgia Stars. So he, he sees a lot of good competition. He knows how to be the go-to man. And then his running mate, Tyler Johnson, probably about six foot now, a guard that does a lot of great things out there. Long arms, can rebound, can shoot the three, can get others involved. I really like him a lot, and I think he has a chance to really flourish with Cedar Shoals and Draco Thomas over there coaching him up. Uh, Cedar Shoals, they're not going to go anywhere. Anytime soon, they're going to be very um, very competitive, and they're going to try and push Buford as much as possible and try and 
try and find a way to grab a win. I think they were 0-4 against them last year with the, the capper coming in that state championship game in Athens in front of a, a packed Stegman Coliseum. But uh, Drake is going to keep trying. They have a lot of a lot of talent left in the cupboard, and they're not going to back down from that Buford challenge. So it's going to be fun to watch Cedar Shoals and the Jaguars try and get over the hump and challenge the Wolves this upcoming season. It seems like the movement down in these lower classes have gotten sparse as we're going to jump straight down to Class 2A where senior Isaiah Bauman is going from Westside Augusta to Glen Hills. Isaiah Bauman, I am a, I'm a big supporter of him. He's been on that Sports Academy South team, which people in the area over here seem to not give him much love. But Sports Academy South, they might not have the superstars or anything like that, or the 6'9s running through the gym. But Coach Samuel Lilly does a great job with them. He's been a, a GHSA coach with uh, much success before. Some things went haywire in his personal life. But um, Bauman, he, he's good. He was overshadowed playing behind Justin Phillips at West Side Augusta last year. But he makes that less than 10-mile move over to Glen Hills, and he's going to be the lead dog. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He is a, he likes to score the ball. He's very aggressive. He's a competitor. Uh, I really, I really like Glen Hills this year in that region with Laney and Josie and all those guys. A lot of them take some hits against their, um, graduation and everything Butler as well. But I really do like Glen Hills. Glen Hills might have another move in coming in soon, but you, you, you put Isaiah Bowman in that backcourt with Trey Whitehead, who's, going to be a, a sophomore who is extremely athletic versatile played with southern stampede six four six five if he can polish his game up he could be a big time player in the augusta area and then you got timmy sellers inside six eight senior just picked up a south carolina state offer uh he's just got to keep his head screwed on tight and keep working hard in the off season uh the raw talent is there he just has to bring it out of himself every single game and if he does he can be a monster down here and that's a great big three you got bellman you got Whitehead, you got Sellers right there, you got 6'4", six, 6'8", six, and then a 5'11 point guard with some moxie to him. I really like that, but everything's going to start with Laney. Can you can you get past Laney? Laney's going to pressure you with their defense. They're going to be physical with their trapping defense, and they're going to run swarms at you. If Bowman can handle the pressure along with his backcourt mates, and if they can crack that pressure, run their offense, and use uh, Whitehead's athleticism, and then – uh, use sellers inside to exploit Laney's lack of size, maybe six threes or biggest player. I like Glenn Hills. I really do like Glenn Hills. They have all the pieces now. It's just up to Coach McCray if he can make sure they all stay together and buy into their concept and everything. Uh, there's no reason why Glenn Hills can't win this region this year. Down to class single A, Daniel Parrish is going to be crossing the border down south from South Carolina down to Augusta and Aquinas. Yes, Daniel Parrish, uh, he was a little walking on eggshells the first few games of Aquinas' summer league, trying to fit into his role. But once a couple guys were out with you know, going to team camps and other things like that, we needed guys to step up, and Daniel Parrish was the guy to step up. Uh, Six-foot-four senior with a 3.9 GPA. Uh, I would say he's a wing, but he's very comfortable having the ball in his hands. A lefty, herky-jerky, gets to the basket, really has some playmaker in his uh, bloodlines there. He likes to get the ball in the right spot, doesn't force it too much. Uh, seems like a pretty good team player. I think he's going to be a really nice fit for Aquinas, who is getting Trey Gomillion coming back off that uh, 
meniscus surgery. He'll be cleared to play by August time, and he'll be ready to rock and roll. But Parrish is a guy who's going to have to be a leader in his new settings. He averaged about 14.7 rebounds game over at South Aiken. Of course, he crossed over to Georgia. You're going to see a lot better competition. Now, you might not see it in the regular season in region play because that region, region 7, is very, very weak. But once you get into those exposure tournaments, Holiday Hoops giving Aquinas is in. Um, Big South shootout over there at uh, Duluth. And then the Lake City Classic at Alatoona. Those are three uh, big-time tournaments that Aquinas is really going to get tested. We'll really get to see if they're all about that 26-2 and mark last year or not. Of course, they blew an early 14-2 lead and lost to St. Francis in the Elite Eight last year. So we'll get to see if Aquinas... If they're really all about that or not, uh, it's going to be good for him to step up in a role and really have a chance to make some uh, make some plays for Aquinas, who needs another playmaker alongside Trey Million. So very high on his potential. Lefty, a very good player, and we'll see how he fits in in the grand scheme of things. And our last player in a GHSA move, Junior Trevon Reddish, moving from Carrollton to Eagles Landon. That is a, a tough, tough blow for Carrollton. Trevon Reddish, an athletic 6'3 guard, can shoot the ball from the outside, gets to the basket, can defend, does a lot of really good things. He is a, a high upside guard who, you know, got two more years to really make a name for himself. It wouldn't be overly surprising to see him pick up some Division One offers by the end of his uh, senior season. But he's got the covetable size for a guard. He's going to Eagles Landing Christian Academy. And that, that somewhat makes up for the, the loss of Malachi Rhodes. But ELCA did lose some other players as well. But uh, Trayvon Reddish, he's going to be asked to score the ball, be one of the lead dogs over there at ELCA, a program that has really been picking up. Derek Mason did a great job in year one, and he's looking to keep building that thing into year two. They have some nice young pieces there. ELCA has a really good chance to uh, make some noise in their region over there. And uh, come on top, come out on top. I know they, they dominated their sub-region, but then when they play the Green Force of the world, they, they really struggled, like everybody else did in the state of Georgia. But with Reddish there in the mix, they have a, a, a guy that can really score the ball and get after it defensively. So I think the Chargers are going to be right there like they were last year. They're going to have a really good record. We'll see what happens once they roll the ball out in the state tournament. But that's a, that's a program that's really on the rise over there in the uh, Henry County area. And I know, Kyle, you wanted to quickly touch on the guys who are leaving, uh, going away from Georgia and moving out of the GHSA. 2019 took a pretty big hit. Yeah, it was a brutal purge. You see Ashton Hagen's going to Oak Hill Academy, uh, one of the best guards in the nation, I thought, and I've always said that, and now nationally known people are starting to pick up on that. But he's a stud. But he's going to Oak Hill Academy. That's a tough loss for Newton. Then you see Ryan Greer, another great point guard that never quite got his due over at Lovett. He was a, a big-time scorer and just was a heart and soul for that team. But he's gone. He's over at Northfield Mount Hermon over in Massachusetts, a, a basketball factory up there. Then you see Trey Brodnax um, over at Islands. Hate to see him go. Horace Brodnax's son, who is the head coach at Savannah State, he's going to Montverde. Academy down in Florida, so that is going to be an incredible experience for him to really uh, improve his game. Already a six-three point guard that can score the ball and get others involved, so he's he's going to be a guy that's going to pick up some major steam at the D1 level. Uh, so those guys all gone, backcourt guys. Then you look at the frontcourt, 
Alex Powell, seven footer over at Duluth, a guy that really loves to shoot the three ball, has a nice touch and a good skill set, but he's always been battling injuries and other other aspects that have kept him off the court. So he's leaving to play at York Prep, and at York Prep, he's going to be teaming up with his Georgia Stars teammate, and uh, that's going to be a, an interesting uh, big man duo over there with DJ Burns, a, a big wide body, 6'9", dominant post presence. So you got him and then a seven-footer that can stretch the floor. That's going to be a dynamic duo over at York Prep in South Carolina. And then the last one I just found out recently was Jerron Thames, who is going to be playing a pretty big role over there at South Gwinnett, but mother got a new job, had to go to Missouri. He's over at Trinity Catholic, but that's a guy that you're going to want to keep an eye on this year and next year. Uh, he's got some potential to end up being a very good player and see some time at the college level. But uh, really tough to see all these 2019s leave. I'm so used to seeing everybody move into Georgia, but this year it looks like all our, our blue chippers, a lot of them at least in the 2019 class, are moving out of the state. And are there any 2018 guys you want to hit on quickly? Uh, of course, Jamie Lewis at Westlake pretty much had a wasted year last year with injuries. He just committed to North Carolina State. Now he's off to Finley Prep over there in uh, Nevada, so he's gone. And then Tyson Jackson, part of that Atlanta Express pipeline that has had a couple kids end up at Oldsmar Christian somehow or another over the past few years. He's leaving Creekside. He's going to Oldsmar Christian, so he's a six-eight shot blocker. Good rebounder, but we're not going to hear from him anymore since he's leaving the GHSA. But two two guys that are Division One players leaving the state of Georgia. Very sad, but I wish them luck in their new endeavors. That's going to pretty much conclude this episode of the Transfer Podcast. I know we're slowly checking off our things that we want to get covered on the podcast. There's a few big, I guess, individual showcases coming up here in July, Kyle. Yeah, we got some big tournaments I know over in the Augusta area. They got the Peach Jam, which is at EYBL, pretty much their championship final stop. So I'm expecting every single ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, Big East, AAC, all those high major coaches. I think everyone's going to be in attendance to try and pluck away some of that great talent. And also the Peach State is uh, going on as well. So that's uh, offspring of Adidas, some of those lesser-known teams, uh, not the necessarily the shoe teams, I don't think, but that's going on in the Augusta area as well, rivaling uh, Peach Jam. So there's a lot of good stuff going on in this North Augusta, Augusta area over here, so I'm going to try and check some of it out. I know Trent Markwith, our uh, great contributor, he's going to try and be burning some oil and getting up here to Augusta and checking out some high-level basketball as well. So there's still some good stuff going on. In these summer months on the horizon, a couple, um, couple more weekends for kids to really earn their spot and show out and try and pick up some scholarship offers before the school season starts. As you said, we'll probably have some coverage from Peach Jam and or Peach State coming up. Also, some few interactive sidebar polls on sandyspiel.com you guys can check out. Stay with us. And uh, on behalf of Kyle Sandy, myself, and the rest of the Sandy Spiel team, we'll be back with you next time.